Everybody, welcome to Inside the Genie's Lamp podcast. If you are someone who has been on a constant roller coaster of losing weight, gaining it back, and the amount of frustration that comes with finding reliable health advice, this is the podcast for you. We are health and mindset specialists that want to coach you so fucking well that we not only help you achieve the physical results you're after, but help improve your relationship with your food, your body, and yourself from a mental and emotional standpoint so that we can become completely redundant to you. Yes, you heard that right. We coach our clients to make us redundant. Thank you so much for listening in. Your support means the absolute world to us. Without further delay, let's jump into your episode of Inside the Genie's Lamp. Everybody, welcome back to Inside the Genie's Lamp. I am obviously Travis, you know that. But we have a special guest with us today. We have Claire. Hi, I'm here. It's Claire. <laughs> it's me. I'm still here. <laughs> I exist. I'm doing things. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know Claire, um, she's essentially an Unfuck Your Diet graduate. I'm going to let you do your introductions because I'm not going to speak on behalf of you. But uh, Claire, when did you sign up? Was it June? July? July. Cool. Yeah, maybe I signed up in June, but I started in July 2022. That's right. So we started in July of 2022 and we finished essentially on Australian Christmas slash, I say that as if it's something completely different, but we, <laughs> yeah. finished on, <laughs> we finished on Christmas in Australia, but because of the time zone difference, yes, uh, it was actually Christmas Eve for you, 24th, yes. 25th of December. Um, so yeah, we so yeah, smashed out in six months, which we're going to get into and that is going to be awesome. But first off, um, who, who are you? What introduce yourself? <laughs> yeah. Well, hi, I'm Claire. I, I guess like when I'm not doing this, I am a community college educator. So right now I'm a math professor. I live in Seattle in Washington state in the U S and um, I'm 30 this year. So I feel like kind of embarking on my new decade. This was a big part of that and kind of starting that I turned 30 in July. I don't know. It feels relevant for some reason. And <laughs> yeah, I, um, I live in Seattle. I'm from Minnesota and I'm moving back there in the next year too. I'm really excited about that. Starting a new job at a community college. And nice. I think that's it. I, yeah, I'm, I have a PhD. So we joked about calling me Dr. Claire in this meeting. Cause that's what I have. My <laughs> students call me as Dr. Claire, but Claire is fine. So we're here. <laughs> Claire is okay for this. <laughs> yes. Cool. She just run around, just start calling you doctor everywhere. So doctor, tell me about, um, <laughs> right. Yes. I demand it. Um, alrighty. Well, we'll just jump straight into it then. We'll get pleasantries are done. So first question is why did you sign up to the fitness genie specifically the unfuck your diet program? Yeah. Um, so I originally learned about you and that you existed and the program existed from TikTok, which I think <laughs> is a really common pipeline, <laughs> the TikTok yep. to Travis pipeline. Um, and I think I had been following for I don't know, like six months before I even signed up. I remember I followed you on Instagram and then I had asked a question and you sent me like a voice memo back. And I was like, who is this strange person actually responding to an Instagram DM <laughs> and like sending me a voice memo? So that really stuck out to me. And I remember that then when I felt ready to sign up, like I had just kind of had positive experiences. Um, and yeah, I know you were offering some like Zoom chats. And I signed up for one and I was like, I'm in. But, um, you know, beyond that, beyond just like the logistics, I think that I was, had been thinking for like a long time, like I really want to figure out food and my relationship with food. And I want to have permission to do that. 
I really felt like I was supposed to just have that figured out. Like I was supposed to know how to eat. I was supposed to be happy about it. And if I was an adult who had been successful in all these other areas, I should just have that worked out too. And I think like it was okay, but I was spending a lot of time worrying about food and just like basic like nourishment. Like, am I eating enough? Do I have enough energy to do all the things I want to do? Um, now that I have a partner and we're like trying to plan meals together, I was like, what are we going to eat? We both eat kind of different food. Um, and then I would even start panicking about like, if I have a kid, how am I going to feed them when like I can barely feed myself? And like, I don't have a family yet, but I want one eventually. So I just realized I was spending a lot of energy thinking about food. And in a podcast episode you did, I think I listened to, you said something about like a lot of clients don't want to count calories because they don't want to get obsessed. And I had always said that. I was like, well, I can't do anything about this because I'll get obsessive. Um, and then the thing you said was that, well, you're probably already obsessive. And I was like, yep. anyone who knows me that like knows that I'm already obsessive. So of course <laughs> I'm already obsessing about all this stuff, like constantly self-assessing and analyzing. So I was like, okay, that's it. I can do this a different way. Might as well obsess in a different way with support. So um, yeah. I can obsess a different way with better support. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. yes. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. And I just want to add one thing. I was trying to decide if I wanted to share it, but um, part of what ended up pushing me to do this is that last year, both of my grandmas passed away, which was like really um, impactful to lose both these like awesome, powerful women in my life. And as I had like sort of in some of my last interactions with them, they both talked about food in ways that sounded super familiar to me. I was like, I talk about food that same way. Um, and it wasn't anything bad. You know, it was just like, comments about um like mm. trying to get enough food or like feeling pressure to eat um from people that love them all this stuff and I was like oh my gosh I can feel some of that and they were fine right that wasn't a problem but it made me realize if I want to handle this like I need to do something about it and I was able to then um I like inherited some money that I was able to put toward this project so or toward the program so I just like to mention that because like that was part of what made me feel like it was possible to do awesome well, thank you for sharing that. I didn't even know that. So, yeah, I was like, I don't think I ever mentioned it. It was really fresh no. when I signed up. So I didn't um, say anything about it. I was not ready. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's totally cool. But yeah, thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. The um, Well, it's not awesome, but it's awesome that you shared yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. As soon as I say it, like, I mean, you would know, obviously, being a graduate as well, to be like, hey, yeah. here's all my problems. And I'm just like, okay, awesome. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, yes. no. <laughs> Uh, alrighty. So we've got, why did you sign up? That is awesome. Um, sweet. So what were you, what were you sort of like looking for from the, this is not one of the questions that I actually had, but what were you looking for when you signed up as best you can to try and get back into six, eight months ago? Oh yeah. Claire's headspace. What were you wanting from a coach and a program and things like what made us, what made you like finally pull the trigger to be like, okay, this is the person that I need to go through. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a good point because you have multiple programs and options, right? So part of what I've been doing for the past 
three years, three and a half is I have a personal trainer who I train with twice a week and having like that investment, paying someone to work out with me, like tell me what to do has been amazing, like changed my life. So shout out to my trainer, Mike. Um, that has been really awesome. And so I think that I could see the benefits of that and I could see the payoff. And so I was like, I need someone who can do this for me with food because that's not like what he's trained to do. Right. Um, I need someone to talk to me about my mindset, about my feelings, about what's going on. Um, and I also knew like, I have kind of a specific set of food I eat. Like I eat mostly plant-based, but I do eat, um, some like non-plant-based things. And I've been vegetarian for 12 years. So I had all kind of like things that I felt like were just standard that I could just apply some regular program to and just follow and see what happens. So I really wanted like a coach to work with about food specifically, which is exactly what this was about mindset around <laughs> food. So I think that was a good fit. Um, and yeah, I know we talked about the duration, you know, like how long, and I really wanted six months. I kind of knew my schedule and I knew that as a teacher, it was the summertime, but I was going to go back to work and I was, I knew I needed support through that whole time in order to feel like it was sustainable. So that's why I did six months too. Awesome. Yeah. I like that you bring up the duration because I remember on that initial call, I was like, you know what? I reckon we can probably get this done in three months. Yep. And then obviously sent you the email with the prices and everything to be like, Hey, I recommend doing the unfucky diet program from this, this, this. Um, I honestly reckon we can save you some money and get this done in three months. And then if it takes like, you know, one, two, three weeks extra, I'll just throw that in. But I reckon yeah. three months is good. And you immediately came back and just said, no, six months. Because <laughs> yes. you're just like, no, these three months uh, when life is easy or like when it's just the most, like I'm going to be able to do this stuff. And then the three months after that, that's where essentially shit hits the fan and when I'm completely busy. So I want to be able to know what it's like with those two different lifestyles and how to make it work. And then from that first email, I was like, oh my God, she's going to fucking kill it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do remember being like, uh, no, <laughs> I need six months. <laughs> like that's cute, Travis, but you don't know me yet. I'm going to do it. Like I'm going to hardcore do this. We need six months. So I think that speaks to though, like to the, I felt like what you were offering was worth the money for me and worth the investment. So it was like an easy decision to do the extra time. Um, but like awesome. cool that you thought awesome of me to begin with and thought we could do it in three months. Um, and I yep. think we probably could have done a lot in three months to be fair, but um, yep. it was great to have the six. Yeah. I mean, six is almost like the, I mean, the bare minimum from what I, depending on obviously the person, but six months is typically what I recommend for a lot of people. And we've only just added in, well, just as of this year, added in nine months as well. So instead of like, do you want half a year or a full year? So now there's actually something in the middle there. But yeah, I mean, even in the three months, it's typically when someone's like, hey, I just want to lose weight. And maybe there's something with my brain that we should probably go through. But the six months is, I mean, you're a perfect example of it, of the three months was just, hey, let's hit these numbers and do this. Yeah. And then we'll figure out what's happening with the mindset. And then the last six months, the last six months, the last three months, I reckon maybe the last two months is where it was like everything started like unraveling, but then also yeah. making it very clear. So, yeah. So what were the, um, if you know them off the top of your head, what were the results that you saw through the program? Like the tangible yes, yeah. numbers? I went and tried to get numbers because I was expecting this <laughs> and I just filled out my kind of feedback for you. Right. So, cool. um, if you take like the high weight that I had the first week 
And then the low weight that I've been maintaining, I think it was 15 or 16 pounds, which put that in kilos, but um, that's how, yeah. that's what I know. So yeah, 15, 15 pounds basically. Cool. And that's been, I've been, I think we lost that weight. We, I think, yeah, well, that weight came off in the first like three months, I think, or maybe, you know, a little bit into the fourth month, but then the last bit was yep. really maintaining it, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I've been maintaining that for a while, which feels great. Awesome. We love that. So, yeah, yeah. so 15, 16 pounds off the top of my head is going to be, it's going to be close to seven kilos mm -hmm. there, thereabouts. I essentially just do half and then minus 10%. It's, it's okay. easier for my brain. It's not going to be exact, but. <laughs> sure. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, about, we'll just call it seven kilos, just to okay. call it even. Um, awesome. So we lost the seven kilos and now we're maintaining it. And it's been like, obviously we finished on Christmas. So you've managed to maintain that through Christmas, New yeah. Year's. Um, and then we're in almost halfway, fuck, almost halfway through Feb. Jesus. I know. Um, yes. <laughs> This has gone quick and I don't enjoy it. Um, so let's just call it two months. Mm -hmm. Yep. Been maintaining that for two months. Yeah, awesome. without you, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Good. <laughs> That's what we want. Yeah. Yes. It's out, you, Travis. <laughs> I mean, I was maintaining it. I guess, like, it was nice to have your support through the end of the program because I feel like I did. We, like, you know, kind of taught me what it would feel like to maintain. So that when I was on my own, I had a little more confidence that I was going to maintain. Um Cause yeah, I had a lot of fear. I remember telling you very frequently in our calls, like, I'm just going to unlearn all of this and it's totally going to undo itself. <laughs> you were like, no, it's yep. not. Um, <laughs> so that was nice to kind of get that confidence with you before I was out in the world. Yep. How did you go? Because I know that the, um, like towards the tail end when we weren't losing weight, because we managed to do that pretty consistently through the first bit of the program. Mm-hmm. Then when we made the decision to be like, okay, let's pull you out of the deficit so you know what a maintenance phase is like. And then also, mm -hmm. if you need to in the future, have those maintenance numbers and learn how to do essentially adjust your own calories, macros yourself. When we intentionally had that maintenance phase, that's where it was almost like flicking the nerve to be like, mm -hmm. oh my God, how do I do this? I've never like not lost weight, focusing on weight. <laughs> right. So what was the... um. I suppose what was going through your head when we had that intentional maintenance phase and the weight loss just wasn't happening or it was like that little fluctuation? Yeah, I do remember my first reaction and I don't know if I ever even told you this. My first reaction <laughs> was like, that's cute, Travis, but I'll just keep losing weight even though you don't want me to. Like that was my response in my brain. And that didn't happen. Like, I think that's part of why I need this type of accountability is that I felt like I needed to do what you had asked me to if I was like committing to it. Yeah. So that didn't happen. But I definitely I had gotten a little used to losing the weight. It felt good, right? It felt good to it felt easy. Like I was just like, so pleased that I was losing weight. <laughs> I wanted to keep doing it. But like, yeah. obviously, we can't lose weight forever. And I think yeah. too, you know, I was in a place where I like, the weight came off easy because in all aspects of my life, I was ready to lose it. So like, I don't think it will, it's not always that easy. And it won't always be that easy for me, but yeah, I think that that was when a lot of my feelings about the food actually came back because it felt like I had a lot more freedom and choices because we had, you know, more calories and we kept having to bump my calories up to keep me from losing weight. <laughs> and that was overwhelming. Like I was eating a lot more than I had been before. And I really yep. thought there's no way I can be eating this amount and be maintaining my weight. 
Um, so that felt good too, like to kind of see my body go through some adjustment. And um, I felt like I learned that I can be like, my body can be flexible with my intake versus like have some sort of fixed number it will always be at. Yeah. Yep. Cause that was it sound like much science, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's fine. Like I know exactly what you mean and I'm willing to bet obviously people are listening that that's going to resonate with them as well. Because if I ask anybody like, Hey, have you tracked calories before? Yeah. What is it? Uh, 1500. Okay, cool. How long have you been tracking for? Uh, about eight years. And you've always done 1500. Yeah. That's my number. That's what I do. That's my metabolism. And it's just this single number that seems sure. to never change, but people just have it in their head to be like, that's, that's what I'm at. Mm -hmm. And I remember we had this, this was a while back, but someone signed up to, cause I only had the transformation program at that time. Someone signed up to that. And they were like, if I eat anything over 1800, I just blow up like a balloon. And I was like, Whoa, that's crazy. Gave them 1900. <laughs> and they were uh -huh. like, but I'm going to put on heaps of weight. And I was like, well, your tracker says that you burn this much calories during the day. And plus you've got this, plus you've got that. Like 1900 is a, for you at the moment, a rather aggressive deficit. So let's try that. And they lost a kilo in the first week. Dang. Eating 1900. And they were like, how? And I was like, well, not to, not to be rude about it, but I feel like that number has just been lying to you most of your life. <laughs> and whatever yeah. mindset you had around eating a lot of food, we need to fuck that off. <laughs> yeah. I think that speaks well to like, you, ha you have this ability to like look at a spreadsheet and be like, you should do this. And I was always like, what do you mean? <laughs> Where did you get that from Travis? And then it would work. So I trust you. Um, Cause I was just like, I do not know how you knew that. Um, yeah. But yeah, that idea of a single number, you know, I really hadn't tracked calories ever um, in, I don't know, since I was like 18. So 12 years. Um, so I had no concept of how much I was eating or what I was eating. So I think that helped too. I was really fresh. I <laughs> didn't know what was yeah. going on. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Well, that yeah, that's actually super helpful because we don't have to unlearn a shitload of stuff. It's just like, right. hey, let's do this from the beginning. <laughs> yes. Five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> I would try to count calories on my own. Um, and like I would do it for half a day. And then I would be like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> And like, what if this is not good? And then I would just like quit. Um, so yep. really, it takes a lot of convincing for me to do things sometimes. So it was hard. I could never commit to it. Yeah, it was, I mean, even through the program, there was a lot of resistances, but it was just, <laughs> yeah. I feel like it was just that thing of just like, all right, you know what? Fuck it. I'm paying you. And I'm just going to do what you said, because that way, if you're wrong, I can shove it in your face. Yes. Every, every week on the call was just like, how you doing? I fucking hate that you're right again. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, I shouldn't be surprised because every week I just do what you've told me to do. Um, yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a fun thing about looking at the spreadsheet on the calls. It was like, can you just, can, you, can I share my screen? Can you just look at this spreadsheet for me? Cool. Yeah. Go through it. And then I'm just like laser eyes, silent for two minutes. Okay, cool. All right. So on Thursday, I reckon this has probably happened. You're like, oh my God, it did. Cool. Yes. And where are you in your cycle? I'm about here. Okay, cool. So that's adding up for this, this, this. We'll give you some higher calories and just focus on, you know, this week, track Saturday, breakfast, lunch, and then just stop tracking mm -hmm. and then just enjoy. And then we'll come back into it Monday. Like, yeah. All right, fine. Fuck, here we go. Check in next week. I feel amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah, I know. It makes it easy to like do a good job when it feels good. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, the advice is actually good. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, everyone, just jumping in really quick to let you know that the first two months of the year are typically our busiest in terms of inquiries for one-on-one mindset coaching. And at the rate that we have been going, we are fully expecting to book out by mid-February. If you have ever thought about doing one-on-one coaching with us, either Laura or myself, now would be the best time to reach out, even just to get some feelers and some more information so you know what your program and coaching experience would look like and you can plan for it in the future. Check out our website for more information, www.thefitnessgenie.com.au or put the notifications on our Instagram profile for posts so that you don't miss out on any opportunities. Thank you so much. Back to the episode. What made yeah, it I'm the, very um, stubborn, so I will just like do it to spite you. Um, which yeah. worked out okay. <laughs> and then it's win-win for everyone. <laughs> yes. Damn it. He did the thing that he said he was going to do. What a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the, um? because obviously then we got the We've got the physical results there in terms of the numbers, the seven kilos or the 15, 16 pounds. What were the um, non-quantifiable results that we got from the program or just benefits or anything? Yeah. I mean, when I talk to people about this, I never talk about the number of weight I lost. So um, that that feels like a me thing, like a a program thing. (laughs) So I think (laughs) (laughs) I like just don't think that, um, you know, that was great honestly, like I feel my body feels a lot better now, but a lot of this stuff is unrelated to the weight. So um, yeah. one of the main things is the macro tracking. I didn't really think would matter to track macros, but having to track my protein and the protein target you gave me, um, I'm vegetarian. And you know, it's always like this uh, joke, like asking the <laughs> vegan how they get their protein. And I was always yeah. like, it's fine. There's protein in everything. But then I could not hit hundred grams of protein to save my life. And I was supposed to be eating 120. And I remember the first few days I was tracking and I was trying so hard. Like I was eating a protein bar. I was having tofu. I was trying to like have protein with every meal. And I think I got to like 32 grams. And yeah. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I've paid a lot of money to do this. And I don't know how in the world I'm ever going to eat that much protein. Um, so it took some time, but it turned out a lot of the food I was eating was good. And like, I felt like it was fine. Like I had a protein bar, but the protein bar didn't have barely any protein in it. It had as much protein as like a piece of bread with some peanut butter on it. Um, and so I shifted a lot of my food to include more protein and like found other things to eat and found some ways to change that up. So that has changed my whole life. I feel like just the protein probably (laughs) really helped me because now if I'm not tracking, um, I think I probably get 120 grams without trying. Um, and I've traveled now and like insisted on going to the grocery store to like get (laughs) my protein food to keep in the little hotel fridge and stuff. So I'm definitely one of those people now (laughs) who's like, (laughs) we can't have that for dinner. I need my protein. Um, but that's been great for me. That's made a huge difference. Um, awesome. Yeah. And then of course, just the, um, a lot of things about like making decisions about eating. I tend to have this like concept in my brain of like what a healthy person would do. And if I don't achieve this like ultimate dream of what a healthy person would do, I can be like really hard on myself. Like that's either all or nothing. And so I think a lot of, I remember really early on, I was like, I don't know how to plan meals. And you were like, why don't you just plan tomorrow? And I was like, what? That's such a, <laughs> I can just plan one day at a time. Um, you know, I was really trying to like plan an entire week's worth of meals at once and yep. it never worked. 
I always like had groceries I had to throw away and then I felt bad and then I, yeah. Or I wouldn't plan anything and then we would just get takeout because I was hungry and had been working all day. So that was huge to just think about planning one day at a time and we still do that. So just little things like the, you know, small decisions and realizing that it doesn't have to be so complicated Mm. (laughs) to be good. Yeah. I was just about to say, did that make everything, like, did that make things a lot more simple? Like just one day at a time? Yes. Yeah. And I love simple. Simple's like, (laughs) my version of simple might be different than other people's version of simple, but yeah, that's a big, that's really important to me. So just doing one day at a time. Um, And we live in a place where it's really easy to go to the store. So that helps too. You know, we can just go out and get the things and that doesn't bother me. I'd much rather do that than waste food um, or be panicked or not know yeah all of the things so that's been so easy we still do that all of the overwhelm Mm -hmm. cool for the vegetarians slash vegans i guess but what are your Mm -hmm. like protein tips to get more protein in because i was like man i need to commission you to be like how did you get i think there was one week where it was like 160 grams of protein or just something ridiculous and i was like the fuck how did you do that (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um right One of the things that I think that vegans and vegetarians run into is that people will say their food is really expensive because they have to like get alternatives. And of course, meat is really expensive also. So, you know, um, but I will say quite a few of the things I ended up getting, they seem kind of more expensive. So I think my food, the amount of money I have to spend has gone up a little bit, but also, I don't know, I'm just eating way better and I'm eating less takeout. So honestly, right, the whole thing probably evens out, but I can tell you what I eat normally (laughs) and like that, how it adds up. So, um, and just, I'm don't eat any meat, but I do eggs and some like hard cheeses and I do those like sometimes not always. So, um, I try to only have like eggs and cheese if I'm like eating them at home versus out. I don't know. That changes, but that's, I've (laughs) gone on and off on that. So I have been full vegan occasionally. Um, so yeah, in the morning I do a protein bar and I just swapped out my protein bar for a different one. I went to the store and read every single freaking label <laughs> um, and found some other options. I think I tried like three or four brands um, yep. and I found one that I like. So that it's like, and I kind of came up with a like, I don't know, we never talked about this. I came up with a little bit of like a ratio in my brain. I wanted like um, for every 10 calories for there to be one gram of protein. Is that right? Yeah. So like if there's 200 calories, there should be 20 grams of protein. Like that would be good. Yeah. Was part of how my brain went because I was eating things that had twice as many calories and like a third of the protein and calling it a protein meal. So, yeah. so I would go to the store and look for that ratio. So like the protein bars have under 200 calories and over 20 grams of protein. So that was like a good ratio to me. Yeah. Can you tell I teach math? That, so, um, I <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Like she's going to quantify this in some way. <laughs> it really helped me make decisions because it just like put a number on it. Like I know that if I need to hit my protein, I need there to be enough protein in this thing. Yeah. And Is that's that not enough protein. Just, the protein, um, just the protein items. Yeah. So I do a protein okay. bar and a protein shake in the morning, both of which are like pre-made, pre-packaged. Um, yep. And then for lunch, uh, part of what you really helped me with was like, I don't need to eat one lunch. We can like have two small things that I eat. (laughs) Uh, So I have like (laughs) two lunches um, 
And you also helped me. We put them on my calendar. So I still do this. I have on my calendar blocked off times to eat because otherwise I will forget to eat yep. lunch. And it's really important for my appetite. I find that I totally lose my mind if I haven't eaten all day or through the middle of the day. So yeah, um, one of the other things, man, I don't know if this is interesting. I'm like obsessed with this now. But like there's a lot of, you know, alternative meat products and they just depends how much protein they have. So I found the like the Tofurky brand of meat. It's like one of the oldest ones that's been around with fake meat. It has like a ton of protein. So every day I eat these Tofurky like lunch meat deli slices. They look like <laughs> real gross, but I really like them. So I think it's important <laughs> to find a thing that you like. So yeah. I have food that I like. I'm also, I don't know what type of like um, mental thing it is, but I will eat the same food every day. So I eat yep. the same breakfast and lunch every day too. Um, so I eat yep. the deli slices with cheese. I just like roll them up and eat them. (laughs) (laughs) And then I make a protein smoothie with fruit. So I have protein powder also. So between that, that gets me to almost a hundred, I think just the breakfast and the lunch. And so then I can feel good that, um, in the, I can, even if my dinner doesn't have a lot of protein, depending on what it is, I don't have to worry so much about that. Yep. Awesome. Everything that you covered in there, I was just like, man, that's awesome. And then I, it's always a weird thing because as you're saying all this stuff, I'm like, wow, that's awesome. And then I forget that we went through that together. Right. <laughs> to be like, hey, yes. let's try to do this. Yeah, yeah. So I keep forgetting it. I'm like, wow, that's awesome. Fuck, hang on. I taught that. Okay, I need yeah, to yeah, listen. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> right. I feel like, and all this happened week after week. Um, So, you know, like first I found a protein bar and then I yep. found a, you know, it was just one thing at a time. And then now I have a. You know, it, yeah, it took months <laughs> to get yeah. put together. Yeah, that's the thing. It's the, uh, I suppose, more for people listening of it is more about the trial and error process. Like exactly as you said there, you went to the shops. First off, you looked at your, the label of the protein bar and you're like, man, this is not enough protein. So yeah. you went and tried three, four different brands before you found one that was actually awesome. Yeah. And even if you just, even if you did that one per day, that's still three, four on the fifth day, you would have found one that is actually like awesome. But I'm assuming to save on money you bought maybe in bulk. Not at first, um, because I was worried about not liking them. <laughs> yeah. Um, for extent, it's like a waste of money. But like, yeah, now that I know what I like, I'm uh yeah, I'm like, I'm like at Costco on the day they're on sale, <laughs> buying the maximum amount they'll allow me to buy. Just like loading up a huge card. So, Get the truck. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, because, yeah, the trial and error mindset is, I I personally reckon it's one of the best ones for figuring out how to sustain what is going on in your life. But a lot of people don't like the error part of trial and error. Get something and it's like, well, this is shit. I'm just going back to what I know. It's like, yeah, "Yeah, but what you know is part of the reason why you're wanting to change it and fix it in the first place. Mm -hmm. So everything about that is awesome. The trial and error, figure out. It sounds like from what you just said there, you were eating relatively the same things, but you just made better swaps to find what was going to match those macros better. Yes, exactly. Yeah. When I would have to track the food and I would put in like the thing I was already eating and just see that it was not making progress toward where I was (laughs) trying to get to, that was frustrating. I think I wanted to like get the macros right. And then, you know, that's on its own. But I think too, one thing I did not know how to do before the program was eat a food and then think about how it made me feel. Yeah. Like not like uh 
like, like, how does it feel in my body? Or like, how is my energy level throughout the day? Um, how do I feel tomorrow based on what I ate yesterday? I don't know. That had never occurred to me. And so you yep. taught me a lot of that by like asking questions. And I remember being like, I have no idea. What do you mean? <laughs> you can have like feelings about what you ate yesterday. Um, but yeah, so there was definitely some error in me not realizing that the food I was eating was like making me want to lay in bed at 2 p.m. Because um, yep. I wasn't like, yeah. So that was a big part mm. of it too. Nice. I remember when we got the, um, I think it was like maybe it, it wasn't the like the very first week that we started but it was close to when the macros transitioned from, which is similar for almost every single, like 90% of people, low protein, low to moderate carbs, but then extremely high fats. Yeah. And then they're like, man, I snack all day, every day. It's like, cool, let's get the protein up. When that protein came up, I remember the calories had dropped like 200 per day, like on average. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, yep. why do I feel so full? Like, I just can't eat more yes. than this because now the protein's up what the fuck is going on <laughs> yeah yes yeah i mean yeah. the eating a lot of protein is like it's very filling um and i just felt like so i have so much energy i was yep. like what am i gonna do all day with all this energy <laughs> what do yeah. i do with all of this <laughs> yes yeah. and that's sustained which is awesome i have way more energy now so it's been cool awesome sweet and then that's to go back to what you said before a lot of the times where people have struggles with hitting their protein is it's almost like an afterthought, even though they're trying to hit protein, it's like, oh, well, you know, breakfast is always a struggle for protein. So I'll just leave that. And then lunch. Okay. How do I get protein there? Well, I'm at work. I can't really do this, that, whatever. And then they get to dinner and they go, how the fuck am I going to eat 96 grams of protein in one meal? This is bullshit. And then that's where it's just like, well, what's the point in doing this? I'll just focus on the calories. And then 30, 40 grams of protein per day. And it's like, yep, this is where I am because I just cannot get it in. But I like that you brought it up, trial and error, eat the same foods that you're eating, but read the nutritional tables and just make that smart swap to be like, okay, this has a better macro profile. Yep, exactly. Yeah. I like that. That sounds so much more simple. So much simpler. Either way. Yeah, I think it's (laughs) nice to do one thing at a time, right? You don't have to like change your whole life. You just like... (laughs) look at one of the things you eat and think like, oh, could I change out this for something with different macros and see what happens? Yeah. yeah. Particularly because the amount of the amount of people that initially go into like, hey, I want to lose weight. And that the main idea that people have for losing weight is like this six week challenge, this eight week thing. And it's all like this short burst of like, let's just fucking do everything now. So it feels like there's not enough time to have that trial and error mindset and be like, oh, I'll just do one thing at a time and figure it out. Right. Obviously, that's right. why we do three, six, nine, 12 month options to be able to be like, you just track whatever you're normally doing. Okay, but what should I eat? Just whatever you normally eat. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but like, is there something I should avoid or like something to do this? It's like, no. Like literally the, what I said the first time of just eat whatever you normally eat, but just log it. I don't care if it's 3000 calories or 1200 calories. We're just going to do that for a week. And then we're just going to come in and just be like, Hey, let's try this one thing. And the amount of people that get frustrated by that to just be like, I have to see results now. <laughs> I remember being frustrated because I was like, what are you doing then? If I'm just going to eat and track it. <laughs> Uh, but then like, obviously that's the whole point is like, we're not going to change everything at once. Let's see yep. how you feel. Let's talk about it. Let's make adjustments. So yep. let's do the groundwork to figure out where we're starting from. And then we'll make some small tweaks. 
Yeah. Because I know it does I mean, sound like, so what am I doing to the start of this program? Like, we don't know. <laughs> yes. But you just go about your life and get some data for us and bring it back. And then we'll spit out this thing to say, this is your homework for this week. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Well, that seems, uh, that seems like shit. And then <laughs> after the first week. Okay, cool. That, that brought a lot to the surface. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. So what would the, um, looking at my questions, where the hell am I? I suppose the big one is I made that so seamless. <laughs> what a seamless transition. I should. So seamless. Uh, did you get the results you wanted? Oh yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, yeah. I, it's hard because I didn't really know what it look, would look like to feel better. You know, yep. I just knew I didn't feel good. And I could kind of hear this little voice in my head, you know, like not like a voice, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Being like, <laughs> what if you fixed this? Or like, what if your life was different? And I was like, I don't know how am I supposed to do that? Yep. Um, so yeah, I definitely think I got, I got the results I wanted. Um, I'm still interested in kind of replicating the process. I feel like I'm obsessed about this right now is like, can I do yep. this on my own? So I've been tracking on my own and made my own little spreadsheet. I've already sent to you, you know, this obviously. Um, yep. but yeah, so that's what I'm looking for next is to really feel like I have learned the stuff and can repeat it. So awesome. I think I have, but I want to like prove it to myself. Yeah. As, as you said, literally in this call, you're a very stubborn person. So yes. you were going to want to prove it to yourself, but before you're like, okay, now I can trust myself and now I can do this thing. Yeah. It's almost like what trial by combat thing can I do to be able to reinforce the fact that I, even though I've just done it, that right. I can do it. <laughs> yeah. No, serious. Cause like, uh, you have been very reassuring, but like, <laughs> no, you've learned a lot. It's fine. I will help you if you need it. And I'm like, I don't know, Travis. <laughs> What if I can't do it? Um, but yeah, I think that's definitely the teacher in me too. I'm like, I want to be able to test yep. myself and pass the test yep. or whatever. <laughs> Here's this random test that I have for myself and I'm going to pass it. And if I don't, I will break down and cry like an adult. <laughs> yeah. But I will handle that. <laughs> that's why we have therapists also. Exactly. Yes. It's just such a common thing now. Everyone, everyone now has a therapist, which is awesome. I'm glad. I think it's amazing. Yep. I remember back yeah. in like 2013, this is complete, well, related, but unrelated. It was like 2013 where 2013, 2014, it was like, oh, I have a therapist, but I can't tell anybody because that's embarrassing and people are going to think mm -hmm. that I'm broken and unemployable. And now if you talk to someone, it's just the second thing out of their mouth. It's like, yeah, well, I was working with my therapist on this and it brought up this point and it's like, I don't know you. Like I just <laughs> said, do you want something? Do you want to get in front of me at the bar? And you're just like, yeah. nah, my therapist said that I shouldn't do that. Right. <laughs> so, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, it's become way more normal to talk about therapy. And I'm so happy for it because, yeah, I definitely, I've been in therapy forever. I don't know, since 2010, feels like a long time. Um, yep. So I am, I don't know, I would often talk about it and people would be like, wow, I'm so glad you're sharing, blah, blah, blah. I was like, what? <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a little bit of just me being naive. But yeah, I think it's, I think it's great that we, talk more about mental health and yeah therapy it's gotten awesome it's um, i wish everyone could have therapy i wish i could just pay for everybody to have therapy that'd be amazing yeah just offer it for free and just be like eh, do this thing now that would be awesome yeah so what's the um to change paths a little bit is or actually no i'm gonna go in a different direction and then i'll come back to this direction i'm just swerving all over the road so with the 
question of like, did you get the results that you wanted? And you said that you weren't exactly sure what you were, what you were sort of after or like what it mm-hmm. was to feel good. What was the intention of the program then? Because I obviously know we had our first call to be like, hey, what do you want? How do you, and goal setting and stuff. But from your perspective, what was the intention of like doing the program? What was the, I want to achieve this or I will only be successful Mm. if type of deal? Yeah. I think that like, I really like setting goals and trying to make new habits and like be healthy as something I'm really interested in. And the, anything related to food or even the possibility that I could lose weight on purpose felt completely impossibly, like I was like, I cannot access this. I don't know what to do. Um, And every time I would try to consider changing some part of my life related to food or yeah, just like even considering losing weight, I felt like totally panicked. I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't want to do something unhealthy. Um, I don't want to like accidentally be in diet culture and be making the wrong decision. Um, So I really wanted to actually try to do something for myself that was different, but with support so that I wouldn't have to be doubting all of my choices. Um, Because I think there's, there's just so much out there, like so much narrative about like women, women's bodies, losing weight. And, um, you know, a lot of that is, I don't know, it's like, it's hard to talk about wanting to do those things, to be wanting to lose weight. Um, So yeah, I really just wanted like support from someone who was going to be more objective than me. Awesome. Where did the, man, I instantly went into fucking coach mode there. Where did the... I'll take it. This is great for me. The, is that, this is free. Podcast every week. It's actually just a coaching call that we put out everywhere. Shh, don't tell anyone. <laughs> now learn. Um, where did the, did you say that signing up, like you didn't want to do something that was going to be intentional weight loss because that was going to somehow trap you in diet culture or get you to diet culture? And that was a negative thing. I feel like if I was on my own, I was worried that I was like accidentally being influenced by my Instagram in a bad way and that I couldn't possibly be like making a decision about my body like in a neutral way. It was all diet culture. So yeah, I felt like I was kind of trapped in whatever I did was going to be about diet culture. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. I wasn't worried about the program doing that, but I was worried about like my independent decisions being that way. So if you did, obviously like this is, pre-program before program if you did something by yourself that was weight loss that was going to be a negative thing because it was going to be like oh i can't change my body i can't actually how dare i try and better myself by changing my body because of everything that's in diet culture yeah i think that like you know this concept of better and like what would my like what would a better body for claire be that like really freaked me out. I didn't really know. I was like, I feel good in my body. Like, I yep. think I, I think I'm fine. Um, and so I was trying really hard to do body positivity for a long time. And I think I made really good progress on that over many yep. years, but yeah, it did feel like then I would have this little inkling, like what if I lost weight or I'd like look in the mirror and be like, I don't like, I don't really look the way I, my mental image of myself is I had like some body dysmorphia. I was like, I don't think that's like how I want to look. Um, hmm. and that desire to lose weight felt like I couldn't tell anybody that. Yeah. Like yeah. they would be deemed bad. Like, oh, you've yeah. been brainwashed. Yeah. 
So was it, so when you say the body dysmorphia there had kicked in, you didn't have that image of yourself when you looked in the mirror to be like, that's not me. Was it in the sense of you had a better image of what you were seeing? Like you had a better image of yourself than what you were seeing externally in the mirror? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't like, I get so, so nervous about that word better. Like, I don't know if I like, I was better. It was just different. Like, I had a really hard time understanding like the actual size of my body. Like in my mind, I was a lot smaller than I actually was in real life. And I don't think I thought that was better necessarily. It just was confusing to me. Um, hmm. Well, even like, for example, I dyed my hair over the summer, I think right before I met you actually, or right before we did this. And um, in my mind, I was like smaller and blonde. <laughs> and um, <laughs> that's not actually what I looked like. Um, I had really, really short hair for a long time too. Yep. Um, and so I think like, I just started to realize like when I think about myself and how I want to be, like I have this other image of that. Um, and of course that's influenced by my whole life in the world. But like, what if I actually just try to be that person? For a second and see what happens um yeah. so awesome. yeah i think like i wanted to try to lose weight and see what it was like i could just kept having this feeling that like i should try um yeah awesome cool i like that yeah yeah no i was just trying to understand where that was coming from because obviously i i mean i see it everywhere on social media because of the stuff that i engage with and the fact mm -hmm. that it's like you're a health coach cool he's literally every piece of content ever that has calories in it or weight loss or this or that so i very rarely see anything that's in the middle and that's why yeah. that's obviously why i have my mindset of like you know what Fuck it we don't have to be zero or 100 we can be in the middle somewhere and still be happy and the concept of we're actually recording a well, I mean, we're recording a podcast, but I'm going to record a podcast with Laura on this topic as well. Oh, cool. That's going to be like, how do you have the classic quote unquote body positivity, but still want to change your body and still do that in a positive way? Because exactly. it's like, no, you have to stay this weight and you have to stay where you are here in the physical body, but you have to love yourself. And if you try to change your body, that means that you hate yourself. Exactly. And yeah. So that's, that's, That's what I was dealing with. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I was just trying to get that of like, is that where we were coming from? And then obviously, not obviously, but how did we get through that? Like, what were the stepping stones to be able to be like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I, I want this. <clears throat> oh, my God. I want this change. Right. Yeah. And I, I will share too, like in the last year, so I'm almost, it's almost a year. Last March, I decided to get sober and quit drinking. And that came from a kind of similar place where I was like, had this voice in my head that was like, what if you just stopped drinking? What if you just were somebody who didn't drink alcohol? And I was like, huh, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> and so I think I had kind of a similar thing about like, what if you actually um, attended to your diet and like maybe lost some weight? Uh, what if you did that? And like that came up over and over just kind of quietly in my mind. And I learned, I think from quitting drinking to kind of notice it and be like, oh, we yep. could actually go with that. Like my, I'm going to be like craving some change with this part of my life. And so that, that really helped. I was like, well, screw what anyone else says. I got to just try this for me. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I love that. It sounds like the, um, the big, I mean, I don't think we've spoken about this, but I talk about it with a lot of people is using anxiety and the what if narrative in a positive regard. Cause obviously mm -hmm. everyone uses it as like, what if everyone makes fun of me? What if I go there? And it's like this, you know, my biggest thing was like, 
if I invite people over for a party or I do this with a bunch of friends or even just a whole group of strangers, like going to the gym, what if I go there and it is a massive like conspiracy theory, elaborate ruse to just be like, ha, we got Travis to sign up at the gym and now we're just, we know when he's going to go. So we're just going to pack the gym and we're going to like sabotage his journey. That was me. And I was like, okay. oh my God, what if like, there's no chances that it's going to happen. But what if someone was just like, hey, let's just do punked or let's just like sure. prank someone yeah, yeah. that happens to be me. So it was very similar for me from what you just said there of like, what if it works out? Like, yep. what if it's this thing? And I started doing that like six, seven years ago. And it was like, what if it just works out? Like, what if it's not a prank? What if mm -hmm. I started getting jacked? What if I did this? What if that? What if that? And then it was just like, okay, cool. And it was just so many what ifs in the positive that I feel like it just built too much momentum to ignore that it was like, okay, well, fuck, I'm going to have to take action on this now. I'm going to have to go to the gym. Yep. Yeah. Those what ifs of like, what if this was different? I feel like listening to those is important. Um, yeah. What if I just did it? What if I went to the gym? Um, yep. And it kind of reminds me of imposter syndrome in some ways about like, thinking like, oh man, if I do this, everyone's going to know that I am a total fraud and I am, am not supposed to be here. And like, it probably happens at the gym, right? Um, like I should not, everyone's going to look at me and know that I don't know what I'm doing and call me out and make fun of me at the gym. Yeah. Um, but like, there's a, you know, there's a way to move past that feeling with imposter syndrome and to say like, okay, well, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. Or like, I actually probably know more than I think I do. Or maybe yep. I'm actually totally qualified to do this. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, if anyone's going to make a decision about my body and like what I should do, it's probably me. So, yep. <laughs> I think like at the end of the day, like, uh, yeah, got to listen to yep. my thoughts about it. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. If anyone's going to make a decision on my body, it's going to be me. <laughs> yeah, nobody knows it better than I do. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love that. So the, and now I'll go 360, 360, 180. Because otherwise we'd be facing the same direction. Yeah, we'd be right um, here. See, math. Um, <laughs> expert. Yes. What was the thing you most disliked about the program? Hmm. Well, kind of related to this. I think that, you know, it was nice to have you. And there is the Discord. But even through all that, I kind of felt a little isolated. And that's not really about you or the program itself. It's just kind of a byproduct you know, in that it's hard to talk to people about counting calories or about trying to be more active or about like weight loss progress. It's just hard to talk to people, especially because everyone's got their own emotions about it. And I don't want to mm. like dig up trauma unnecessarily yeah. or like I'm saying anyway. Like, so this is, this is what I'm doing, like trying to share the journey with other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm yep. the type of person I like to, I feel good about my life if I'm able to share it like that makes me feel yeah. safe um and so yeah that was part of it I'm trying to think if there's something else like negative I didn't like um I don't know <laughs> if you think of something you don't like let me know and yeah. I'll make the edits to the podcast <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> it's just like at this point Clara texted me quietly that she really <laughs> Was that this um, moment. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, I think um yeah, no, I don't know. I don't got anything. Cool. Is there a way you think we could like combat the feeling of isolation? Because obviously I'm Melbourne, Australia, 
your yeah. Washington, America. Right. Very far away. It's not going to be like, hey, let's just like go down the street for a coffee or like have this. Obviously, we've got, depending on finances and stuff, but we have the retreat right. wherever that's going to be. Um, that happens once a year. And then even then, if people are coming international, they have to worry about flights and then potential sure. accommodation and stuff like that. But is there a way you think we can combat that? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I think that, I mean, I think there probably is something about like a culture shift, not within the program, but just in general about being able to talk about changing your life around these sort of things that probably needs to happen. It's not really about you. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know, maybe I've always had a hard time engaging like in discords or in like online spaces. Like I teach online classes and I'm like, these discussion boards are crap, just post whatever. Cause like, I'm really yeah. cynical about it. So it might be a personal thing too. Like maybe a way somehow to, mm. I don't know, you could do like some zoom meetups with other people in the program or something. Yep. Um, something, I don't know. I think, I think now like, so, um, you know this, but the people listening don't, uh, you know, as I'm post program, I really want to do some accountability with other people who have graduated the program because I want to be able to replicate. Right. And I'm obsessed yep. with like weekly goal setting and reviewing those goals. So I was already able to meet someone else who's graduated and like, that just felt awesome. I was like, Oh my gosh, we like speak the same Travis language. We'll be able to like have a nice <laughs> little chat. So that was great. And that was part of what I was wanting was just to like have other people who already were like drinking the cool later. I don't know if, that's a yep. thing to say, but you know what I mean? Like That's they fine. kind of believed in the process and knew the power of it. So yeah. Awesome. Someone in that same mindset. Yeah. I don't have to like share with all these caveats. Like anytime I mention that I'm doing this, I have to feel like I have to like caveat the whole thing. Cause I get panicked about how people are going to think of me, which is also yeah. my own shit. But yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of just like to share whatever the fuck that you want to share. And if someone has, I mean, obviously there's like normal things like political correctness and then obviously be empathetic towards people based on whatever, if you know stuff. But for me, I'm just like, just share whatever the fuck you want to share. And then if mm -hmm. someone has an issue with it, they can obviously bring it up or if not get a message later or something. But there's particularly in today's society, it's almost like, oh my God, what can I say? Because yeah. this person may not like tracking calories and this person may have like this and then this and this and this. And all of a sudden it's like, well, I'm just not going to share anything. Even though I really want to, I'm just not going to do that because it might yeah. offend someone else. And there might be like six out of the 10 people at the table that are going through the exact same thing to be like, man, I really want to talk about this thing, but I'm just not going to. Yeah. So that's why I'm just like, just share everything. If someone has a problem with it, they'll let you know. Otherwise, mm -hmm. just be like, hey, is it cool if I talk about this, this, this? Right. It's Yeah. I'm just very, let's just do this. Yeah. I think like, I just know from my, like the people I'm connected with that, like, I do know people who have like are in eating disorder recovery or like have some like meaningful mental health things around it. So I try to just like give a warning that I'm going to talk about it and like allow yeah. people to exit if they'd like. Um, and I've been fine with that. So, yeah. but yeah, I think like, um, yeah. Yeah. I guess that's it. <laughs> yeah. I also like sharing it. I want to share everything. I love like posting on my <laughs> Instagram what I'm doing. Yeah. I mean, oversharing is a problem of mine. I think I've come a long way and not, um, I don't overshare anymore, which is good. <laughs> now we're sharing appropriate stuff. <laughs> I sure hope so. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing my best. All righty. So the last question that we have, cause we, uh, we're going to go over an hour. Look at us go. Um, 
actually probably not because we'll edit down the start of it but anywho um i will preface this by saying outside of just do the program what advice would you have for someone that was maybe in a similar position to you mm -hmm. do you mean like uh, once you're in the program or about like signing up about signing up if they're if they haven't signed up they haven't done coaching and they're someone that just listens to the podcast or maybe just follows mm -hmm. us on instagram what advice would you give to them to be able to maybe just help them out or just be like hey this mm -hmm. yeah i think something i still struggle with is asking for help or just acknowledging that i could get support in doing something uh my tendency is to want to do everything by myself and like feel a lot of pride in the that i did it myself and i've been trying to learn that trying to learn that yeah. it's okay to ask like or get support or help even if you could do it by yourself so i think that um a lot of times i'm hesitant to like pay for a service because i'm like well what if i could just do that myself um but there's really something to be said about having accountability and support and like not needing to fail or make all the decisions on your own so often i think like um for me it's huge to let someone else help make my decisions for me um <laughs> And so that's a lot of what this program was, was saying like, I'm willing to try this and let you help me make my decisions because I've been spending a lot of time trying to make them myself. Um, and that's why I have a trainer too, the, you know, not having to make those decisions about what I'm going to work out or what I'm going to do. So I think I would say, you know, just think about the, if you're trying to make a change in your life, think about the effort that that's currently taking and how it's going and just like what might actually help to make it happen. And I wrote this in my feedback too, so this all feels very fresh. But I think there's something about um, investing in yourself. Like I've been gotten really into budgeting and finance. And, you know, there's obviously a lot of things you can do with the money that you might spend on this program. But I think yeah. that if you change your relationship with food or your relationship with your body or like your physical health, um, that's going to have huge impacts like for the rest of your life. So it's worth the investment, I think. And that was a big thing for me it was just going, um, I like, I don't have a whole lot of models of that. Like, I don't know a whole lot of other people who are like investing mm. in their themselves this way, but so far it's always been great. So that has helped me continue to do it. Awesome. It's like, and this is a terrible analogy, but it's almost like solar panels. Got to make okay. that investment. It's a massive thing up front. And then it's like, Oh my God, I'm only seeing like, I'm getting an extra $3 a month fantastic it's like yeah but you're not spending 120 a month or a week mm -hmm. i should say <laughs> right yes yeah. i've only just yeah. started paying gas and electricity for the first time by myself as the whole thing instead of like rent and share houses and things to be like hey i'll pay a quarter of this that's not too bad that's awesome right but now that i'm doing it for just myself i'm like fans are staying off aircon is staying off i'm just gonna like just get some palm fronds. We're going to yes. figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's very cold here. So I'm feeling that too. I'm like, do I really turn the furnace up? It's, what's it going to cost me? Six goodies. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, well, before we call it a day slash a podcast, is there anything that you want to get off your chest, talk about, bring up as a topic of conversation? I don't know. I think just talking, what I've noticed is that it's like hard to state the like tangible results, you know, because a lot of this is about my brain and my thinking and my mindset, but like, I pretty clearly like do not have the same thoughts about 
food and eating that I used to. Um, I don't even remember what they are to be able to share them because my brain is so different now. And that's awesome. So I think that's yep. the main thing. I'm just like, wow, this all feels so vague. Um, it's hard to explain, but it's really just been a, like a rewiring, you know, like I just think differently now and I don't worry about food in the same way. Um, I can use all of that mental energy I was using to think about feeding myself to think about other things. And, um, been awesome like I got a really cool job and I get to move where I want to move and I'm like really healthy and that's all been amazing so awesome I think that's it there you go I think you just said everything <laughs> yeah I hope so I'm not sure how to say this but here's the best thing in the world that you could ever do I guess <laughs> I guess I'm like I think so yeah <laughs> take it or leave it Maybe. do whatever you want but anyway, it's amazing, I guess. <laughs> I guess. I'm like just enough of an internet creator that I like, when I say things like that, I'm like, oh, could you make that into a little clip for the for the Instagram? So I'm trying to like be a little more natural than that, but I can always think of that. Just like you're on Twitch, just be like saying this thing and then out of nowhere, just be like, someone clip that and then yeah. just keep going. <laughs> yes, that is what it feels like. I think I've trained myself to kind of think that way. So someone clip that. <laughs> that is awesome. Someone clip that. Um, that's the title of the podcast. <laughs> Someone clip that. Clip that. <laughs> I love it. Well, we are going to call it there. That is going to be cool. the day. That is awesome. Um, I've said it before, but I'll say it again. Absolute dream client. I wish cool. I could coach a million of you. Um, but that's why you should hire Travis. Cause if you want to feel like a good student, you can, <laughs> It makes me so happy. I'm like, dream client. Wow, thank you. <laughs> He's going to send me stickers as well. <laughs> well, yeah, thank you for having me. This has been great. More than welcome. I'm sure we'll touch base. Obviously, we'll go back and forth with a few things here and there. Same thing I say to everybody. Fucking reach out if you need me. You need oh, to get better at that. Um, well, not you, but it's something we have got better at. And based on what you said in the podcast, one of the things for people that haven't done the program or are doing this by themselves is to reach out. And then what you said even earlier was you messaged me about something on Instagram just out of like, Hey, what's this question? Like, what's this mm -hmm. answer for this random thing? And then I just sent a voice message back. It can be that quick and simple to be able to get some help as well. Yes. So I love that. If you do happen to know 10,000 other people that are exactly like you, feel free to send them my way because <laughs> that if would be If they are out there, I would love for them to be my friends too. So like we just bring <laughs> them into this little circle. That would be amazing. That's what we'll do. We'll get them on the program. We'll make sure they've all got the same Travis language mindset and then we'll put them in the Discord and then you can all just go bananas and just have best friends forever. Please. Great. <laughs> Please make this happen. <laughs> just like make me all my friends too, Travis. That'd be great. Change my life and find me every friend I ever will need ever again. That's the type of program. We clone you. <laughs> <laughs> just enough. <laughs> just enough. Yeah. All righty. Well, awesome. you've been amazing. Um, I'm sure we're going to touch base in however, like insert time frame here. I'm going to put this great. pencil down before it goes through my eyeball. Um, <laughs> I'm sure we'll touch base in the future at some stage to be like, Hey, what's going on? Follow up X amount of time after the program. This has obviously been, uh, essentially a month, like 30 odd days after finishing the program. So we'll do another follow up one, three, four, five, six months, whenever the hell we get time to do that. But, cool. um, in the meantime, have the best life ever. And Thank let you. me know if you need me for anything. Sounds great. Thanks Travis. Awesome. And for anybody that is in a similar position to Claire or just wants help, feel free to just DM us on Instagram. 
obviously at the fitness genie. Um, but otherwise, yeah, just reach out, get some help, ask the questions because the worst thing that is going to happen quite literally, if you message me is I'm going to respond six days later and be like, holy fuck, this was sitting in my requests. I'm so sorry. But anyway, let's figure this out together. So just DM us. I swear to God, I am the exact same person in my DMs and on TikTok and in coaching calls that you see on social media. And Claire is nodding furiously. Like, I'm like, yep, turns out. <laughs> turns out he's a real person. I don't know why you were Southern then, but. <laughs> I mean, America. <laughs> Boy, howdy, he's the same person. <laughs> you can do it. I can't do that accent. All. I'm not even going to try. So. Really? Great. Give oh, it a go. No. I refuse. <laughs> I am leaving. I am done. Thank you. I did no. my job. Okay. <laughs> that's why i like playing DD so much i can just put on random ass voices and just be like oh that's actually pretty good and yeah. then beth has recently started getting mad at me because i'm just walking around the house and i'm just like how's that from a bottle she's like what the fuck was that <laughs> i'm like oh it's gonna be this little frog person in the campaign next week you gotta practice yeah exactly and now the drive to the gym is only eight minutes so i've got limited time to practice that stuff by myself what a yeah. world it's all downhill from here. But anyway, <laughs> little tangent. Um, yes, if this podcast was awesome, either A, sign up because we would love to work with you. And if you're resonating with this, then we know that you're the person for us. Uh, B, it would mean the world if you could leave some sort of star rating, wherever you're listening to this, some sort of awesomeness to be able to tell us that you do enjoy it. Otherwise, on Instagram, obviously, we're going to be promoting this by saying, hey, this is an Instagram post that says we have this Instagram uh, we have this podcast going up. Comment, let us know. And you can also, through the link in our bio in Instagram, you can also join the free Discord community. And we are doing a way better job this year than we ever have because last year was just completely fucked with how busy it was. Uh, but this year we are doing a way better job at trying to engage and get your feedback, questions, and just ultimate community engagement so that we can make this podcast for you. Because... Ultimately, that's who it's for. We're not going to top charts. We're not looking to be famous or go viral from this. We're going to make some clips, but ultimately, it's for people that are already following us. And that's you, if you're listening. Uh, so, yeah, Claire, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. I know that you're probably yes. tired and hungry, but... <laughs> I mean, I've now fulfilled one of my life dreams of being on a podcast, so I need to come up with some <laughs> new dreams. <laughs> we make you reinvent your dreams because you already get them. It's great. <laughs> And find I your clone that. friends. <laughs> and find your clone friends. We are just making wild promises we will never fulfill. So <laughs> if you if you need us for absolutely anything, feel free to let us know. DM us. I swear to God, we won't bite. Um, but yeah, otherwise I'm going to stop rambling. Have an awesome day. And then Claire, just message me when you need me. Sounds great. Awesome. All righty. Have an awesome day. And I'll speak to you all very soon. <laughs>